This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. Today, we are talking about a very interesting topic. I'm going to hand it over to you, Jane, to um, bring us in on this. Okay, so yeah, we wanted to talk today about intentions and gestures kind of ties into that and then receiving. We're going to mm-hmm. kind of weave all these three concepts together. Um, but intentions and the intentions behind actions and the power that they have is is the topic that we uh, we want to kind of explore here today. So do we have an example to get us started here, Jen? What... Uh, Well, I think we were talking, we were talking earlier before we started recording, we were sort of, I would say, dancing through and around this topic and various examples from our own lives or what we've experienced. And sometimes I'm going to talk sort of in general terms, like sometimes we, it's a gesture of kindness. We were talking about the ability to receive without feeling, feeling a need to do a gesture of kindness in return and simply receive for receiving sake. So an example of this that sort of relates to um, kind of a generalized example of this would be if you go over to somebody's house, say for dinner, Mm -hmm. or like you're invited over for dinner or something, it's become customary to show up with something, right? Like very often it's like, oh, you can't, but where's the line between the gesture or the intention of, I want to show my appreciation that you're coming, you know, that you're having me over for dinner and hosting or whatever the thing may be versus we can't show up empty handed. Mm -hmm. And we get this when we ask the question, this is something as simple as like a dinner invite where we ask the question, can I bring anything? And that's the opportunity for the host to say, sure, why don't you bring dessert? Or why don't you bring us a bottle of wine? We're eating X, Y, and Z. Versus, nope, just bring yourselves. Yeah. And taking that, exactly. And taking that literally at your host's word, that that is genuinely what they mean. Yes. Which is not very common. I think it's really hard for people to take people at their word. Mm-hmm. And that that's what they mean. I know I used to have a harder time with it. I've been really practicing my ability to receive and to honor people's word and to also have boundaries because boundaries comes in there, right? That's where we get Definitely. into people pleasing. We get into our own head and into self-worth of, oh, but they said this, but do they really mean that? Well, yes. if they don't, that's actually on them. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. So yeah, that's a big one that... Um, that I've, I always, I always love that. I, I love getting into that with people and seeing how different people are Respond. with that. I know, you know, a lot of people have trouble 
showing up quote unquote empty handed. Whereas I've gotten much more like, you know, if somebody says to me, no, just bring yourselves. I'm truly okay to show me up too. and just bring myself. Sometimes I might pick up some flowers or the bottle of wine and just like, again, because it's, you know, it's a I gesture, the gesture of gratitude, but the intention behind that gesture of gratitude versus that gesture of, okay, you said you like my shirt. I like your shirt too. It has a different right? vibe to it. Yeah. Or the gesture where the intention behind the gesture might be, um, Oh, I don't know. Like the gesture of response does not have to be of the same perceived value as oh, the gesture giving. Yes. So you're showing up for dinner. That would be like, I can see like this comedy sketch playing out where you've been invited to dinner and they say, um, don't bring anything. And you show up with another whole dinner. <laughs> because you can't receive the meal that they have prepared yeah. for you. And that yeah, would that's be a like, good way to take it to the extreme where totally. you start to, be able to see what's going on though, right? Because yeah. right, underlying that is you're not actually able to receive. Mm -hmm. So if we touch on that briefly. If you say that you again. Have a, sorry, if we touch on that briefly, do you receiving? I think this was a really hard concept for me to understand when it was mm -hmm. first um, brought into my awareness a couple of years ago. And, you know, cause I think a lot of us just think receiving, what do you mean? Of course I can receive, I receive things all the time, but can you truly allow yourself? And, and one of the best ways to, I found to start practicing this is to sit with like, again, simplest compliments, Mm -hmm. Can you allow yourself to receive a compliment with somebody for, from somebody without having to give one back? Yeah. And noticing I, like, does it make you uncomfortable? Is there, because even that was uncomfortable for me. I used to deflect. I would either give a compliment back or sometimes I would actually even find myself um, not justifying, but like, you know, like somebody, for example, somebody might say something like, oh, I really like that shirt. And I'd be like, oh, thanks. I got it on sale at such and such. Right. Exactly. Or, you know, Deflect this was $4 it. at the thrift shop. Right. And deflecting the value both of the compliment that you've received and also deflecting the value of how you show up in yourself in mm -hmm. that, especially when it comes to items of clothing, mm -hmm. the value of how you, it doesn't matter what you paid for it. What matters no. is, does it feel good when you wear it? And does yeah. that show? Yeah. And can you just allow somebody to acknowledge it yeah. without having to deflect it somehow or devalue mm -hmm. yourself? So that, yeah. Ooh, if you it's, notice it's, yourself doing this as a listener, we want to hear from you because it's, mm -hmm. this is something that. I think we talk about in business circles because we're doing a lot of the yes, untangling the, of money um, and worth yeah, and receiving. Of, it's, and, it's very much yeah. in a money mindset type yeah. setting as well. But if you can't receive, like if you struggle to receive, it's going to block you. Like, yes, it's a big thing within, um, again, in entrepreneurship and business side of things, but, you know, even just in life, right? Like what are mm -hmm. some examples? Do you have any examples of how receiving can just block us in our day-to-day -day life? Well, I think sometimes receiving a gift unasked for, or, um, I don't know, 
unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. It might be, I'm not talking about anything, you know, here, I've shown up with a Tesla. Here you go. It's in the driveway, <laughs> you know, which in some circles might be perfectly normal, not mm-hmm. normal in my circles currently, you know, might be in the future. We'll see. Like it manifestation. Manifestation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Might be normal in the future. We'll see. Um, but also I think we have this obligation to give back in order to make ourselves feel better about receiving and mm. The oh, what's the point I'm getting at here? Basically, it's the discomfort with receiving that causes us to respond with the what will they think if I don't give anything in return? Yes, because it's ties to our worth, right? Because it's tied to worthy. our worth. Am I worthy of receiving this if I don't give something back? Yeah. Yeah. Challenges that. Definitely challenges that. Yeah. So one of the like one of the simplest places to start, like I say, is to notice how you feel when you get a compliment. Mm-hmm. And can you receive that? One of the things that I, you know, like I say, where I started was right there and having, you know, receiving a compliment and just saying thank you. Mm-hmm. It's still hard. I still find it hard to just be like, wow, thank you. End of story. Yeah. And you want to make up other excuses like this happened the other day when someone, I don't know, said they liked my hair and I haven't had my hair cut in like four months. Like it's, it's very much outside of my normal quote unquote styling skills, but I'm kind of playing with some new stuff. So I simply said, thanks. Because, but I wanted to, I had other stuff in my head that I wanted to say. I'm like, just say, thank you, receive it and move on. But it gave me that moment and that pause for reflection to be able to receive the compliment that someone liked my hair mm-hmm. without feeling the need. I, I didn't, I had other words I wanted to say, but mm-hmm. I didn't like have to say them. Mm-hmm. So I recognized the difference and I'm like, nope, stop myself, receive the compliment. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. which is a practice. Okay. It is a practice for sure. So how does this tie back to our intention setting here? We were talking about right. the intentions behind our actions and how they impact what we do and how things, you know, I think even how, how our life plays out. Yeah. Good question. The, I think some of this ties into the intention you set if you set intentions, because some people don't set intentions at all. They simply I think move we life. set intentions. Yes. A lot of people are walking through life unconsciously. So I actually think we set intentions all day long, all the time. It's the voice in our head is constantly setting intentions. Right. Right. But how often do we consciously do it mm-hmm. for what we're doing? So what were some of the examples you and I were talking about? You know, if we, something as simple as, you know, and this is belief and intention, we, we, kind of go into this too, where your beliefs are kind of what um, inform your intentions, but there's sort of an element of being able to use those interchangeably. So the idea, right, you hear a lot, like if you believe it's going to be hard, it's going to be hard. Right. You believe it can be easy. It can be easy. That's and an that intention. belief sets the intention. Exactly. So go into, you know, whatever the thing is, even I've done it simply with meetings or mm-hmm. client calls. Yeah. Right? Like I set the intention or kind of have like go into my beliefs and go, yeah, this is going, you know, this call is going to be exactly what they need, or this is what, this is the intention of what I'm setting into this meeting for and what I need, what I intend to get out of it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that everything is going to be perfect and go exactly to some script in my head. It's more about the energy and the, 
um, the feeling and, you know, the results then actually, and sometimes I set intentions on things. <laughs> actually, this reminds me of a story. Okay. Here's a story of setting an intention and it can go completely kind of a way you don't expect. So a couple of years ago, uh, a friend of mine's a photographer. He had just acquired a new studio and was doing portrait photography. Um, and he was, he, he gifted me a photo session was like, come down. I want you to experience my new service here. And like, we're going to do hair and makeup and a photo photo session. And so that morning, I remember I got up, I did my morning practice. I, in my meditation kind of set an intention that like, Hey, I'm open to all opportunities and possibilities today. Like this is just going to be fun and I'm going to let loose. So I show up at the, um, at the salon and the hairdresser looks at me and he's like, so what are we doing today? I'm like, I don't know. I like, I said I would be open to any sort of possibilities. <laughs> Long story short, my just, just below my shoulder length blonde hair ended up mm, at about my neck and an auburny round, br- round, brown hair. <laughs> like literally I ended up like going through this massive transformation and my hair went like totally in a different direction. And man, did that shake me like, and Mm -hmm. it's just hair, but as a woman, and at that time where I was at, it was like a massive change. And I was like, Oh my God, what did I just do? But I laughed my whole, okay. I didn't laugh the whole way through it. My friend, uh, Simon, (laughs) I'll be like, no, you didn't. (laughs) Um, however, I look back now and I'm laughing, but the whole way through, I do recall being like, oh boy, universe. Like, yeah, I remember setting the intention this morning that I was open to anything and open to possibilities and opportunities. So, you know, that's where like kind of what I'm saying, the energy behind it can go a little bit differently and unexpected, but also ultimately that's what I needed in that moment. And it sent me down a different journey and uh, on a path. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's true. So my, you... my little side story there on intentions and no, but it's very illustrative <laughs> of how, when we set those intentions, sometimes it's almost like when you set an intention, be aware of when you're setting the intention of all of the hows within the intention. Yes. And, you know, Mike Dooley talks about this, the cursed hows, when we set an intention or a manifestation, um, sometimes we get too caught up in the how it's going to happen and how it's going to roll out. And like, I do it. And I've, it's been a huge practice for me to let go of the how. Well, that's our, like, that's our our old brain, right? Mm -hmm. Needing to know the how needing, that's the needing to control and feel safe. Yeah. But when we're setting those intentions now, it's the when you learn how to set conscious intentions that are right for you right now without having an expectation of the how it's really powerful and i'm trying to think of it does involve surrender and it's definitely a practice because there is discomfort involved when you first start practicing this Mm -hmm. it's just like there's discomfort practicing receiving the compliment yeah it's right? it's that obligation we used that dinner party example like i think did we talk about this before the recording when you're invited to someone's house for dinner and they say don't bring anything yeah no show up with nothing yeah and here. look at us you know, our conversations now we're like was this recording or not recording <laughs> we're like, i know we're getting so familiar we but we talked about too with um do they mean what they say and don't mean anything? And that's, I mean, I think to wind it's it back to that, one. that's what the, 
have you separated enough of the social conditioning? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, don't bring anything at all. You know, they didn't bring anything. Yeah. That's a different dialogue, too, where it's the social construct of, no, no, I couldn't possibly. Well, okay, just one. You know, that dialogue, which we sometimes see played out in comedy, but it's actually a reflection on the human existence. Yeah. And there was a time, I wonder, like, to me, too, there's like a whole element of authenticity and transparency within that context. And to me, that feels like there was definitely a time when that was very common, even within like a social status type mm-hmm. environment. And I don't know, maybe it's just me and, and where we're at. And But I feel like, like that's where for me, there's a big shift to like letting that go. It just feels icky to me. Because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's disingenuous. Yes. Right. And it's sort of that the veil, the veil is thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being able to see through these sort of these things. So, you know, that definitely it's sort of that um, we were we were talking earlier about the four agreements. Right. And be impeccable with your word. And this is like a prime example, right? Like being impeccable with your word and holding others to that same standard and trusting that they're being impeccable with, to their word. And I think, like I said earlier, if they're not, again, that's not really on you or your problem. No, it's not. The, the other aspect we talked about, which is really valuable, is the you know, becoming conscious of what our intentions actually are, where we, down the, if you take it down the context of negative self-talk, so if, you're, if you have that voice in your head constantly down on you about something, then you're just going to continue to create the situations where you're down on yourself. Yeah. And some people poo-poo this, I think there's a lot of truth into it. And another reframe of that, which I'm not sure if we've spoken about on the podcast is, you know, how people have like, oh, I have to do this today. And I have to do that today. And I have to do this. Why not reframe it and say, I get to do this today. And I Mm. get to do that because there are so many people who do not get to live the the life you lead and whose situations are far more different And we talk about that in the context of, quote unquote, first world problems. But it's also, I think, in a bigger context of day to day, it doesn't even have to be a first world problem. If you have your health. Well, it changes the energy. Like even if you just feel into the energy of I get to do such and such a thing versus I have to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, It's so much about the underlying energy of things. And we just we're so unconscious to it but when you stop and like start to pay attention you start to notice those things and that in the intention piece behind it you know where jane and i are recording this on a sunday afternoon and normally our recording beautiful sunny sunday it's beautiful sunny yep summer sunday afternoon and sure we would also Also be doing it's (laughs) because we read each other's minds (laughs) Also love to be out doing other activities outside. And at the same time, we recognize that we get to record this podcast episode because we're genuinely excited about this topic and about sharing this with all of you. So Mm -hmm. that intention informs the way that we come together to talk about the topic. And you get the benefit of having us be in this space of I get to instead of I have to. Which you can hear. It also informs the way we show up. Yeah. 
in life, in the world, in life, right? It, it, there's an element too of the, I have to, the, well, it's the, woe is me starting to get mm-hmm. into the victimhood mm-hmm. pieces versus I get to has a very different connotation. Now there are layers now that makes it sound very simplified and easy. There are layers yeah. that we all have to work on to clear, right? Whether it's like emotions to clear belief work to do sometimes to get to that place of feeling like, Hey, I get to record a podcast on Sunday afternoon. Um, so that's an important thing to note, but definitely it starts to shift the way we show up. Yeah. It's so, but it's also so rewarding too. Once you start to practice this and, you know, by all means, tell us, share with us if this has been a practice for you that you've started to implement because the, I get to language is such a different vibe. And if you haven't tried this before, then I, we want to hear from you if you try it this week. So this week, think of the things or start to notice when you might be sinking into the I have to language or I have to do this and reframe it to I get to do this and I get to do that. Because honestly, the that shift in energy will help to propel you through the week and through that activity. Just a perspective. Try it. See how you feel. Something to try on. Or if the I get to doesn't feel good, even just noticing where you're saying I have to or Mm -hmm. I should. Do you actually have to? Do you even have to do the thing? Mm -hmm. Maybe not, right? Maybe not. Yeah. So intention behind our actions is huge. Um, we are walking around so unconscious to it. It's, it, I think again, this even brings it up kind of some of our earlier conversations around mindfulness and our need to just slow down yeah. and start to pay attention. But these are the types of things that when we do that, we can start to have awareness of this and then we can start to shift and we can start to change. Yeah. I think another angle of this that we can touch on briefly is a gesture. So when, when you're the one initiating the gesture, say you just simply a gesture of kindness to say, oh, you know, my friend's feeling a bit down. I know that they've been going through some stuff. I'm just going to get them some flowers or I'm going to make them some soup and drop it by because they're not feeling well. And that gesture is you're performing that gesture without with without the expectation of anything in return. Oh, that's important. And but also checking in and are you performing exactly. that gesture? You have to ask that question. Am mm-hmm. I performing that gesture because I need approval, validation mm-hmm. or to be quote unquote appreciated more than I can appreciate myself, so I have to get it from others? Or am I genuinely sharing this, doing this gesture out of a process of care without that expectation of anything in return? Which is an interesting, yeah, I, it's so true. It's, it's a very important piece to check in. It also makes me wonder people that, I'm just trying to think of how to explain this. So, you know, we often hear, and this is very common for women where we're givers, right? We're, we're um, socialized or 
brought up to be the givers. And so a part of this is doing a lot of that work to untangle that. But there are some, like I hear a lot of, um, you know, friends or people in conversations being like, but I just love to do this. I love to cook for other people. I love to, you know, create and make. And, and I think there's truth to that. But what do you think about, like, if we were to just play with that for a second, is there something underlying that? How do you pull that apart? Because I think, you know, like I say, for some people, genuinely, it's like, I just, you know, that's their love language or whatnot. Yes. But that, you know, knowing what, again, the intention behind it and the energy behind it. And yeah, I don't know if I have a question there, but it's just that. I think there's a nuance to it. And I, again, I think it's related to awareness around what is the intention behind your gesture. So if your gesture is, you might think that it's genuinely based in giving from your heart and feel, and it might be. And there might be a layer of you seeking approval or needing that reassurance of the thank you of the thing in return for that gesture. So feel into that for yourself around this because you might not even be aware of the underlying pattern mm -hmm. of that mm. intention or gesture. So I wonder, yeah. And as we're talking this through, I wonder if one of the, um, the ways to kind of the lips and lips and litmus test, <laughs> um, my brain's a bit foggy today. The litmus test on that is to check in with your ability to receive. Again, mm -hmm. can you receive a compliment? Can you receive from other people without having to give back? And that might yeah. be a way to start to tell, okay, because if you were able to receive, not equally in the sense that like, oh, well, I baked a pie for them, they'll bake a pie for me. If you're able to receive in, I'm, I'm just using baking or cooking as an easy example here, but you know, I'm offering this up or even referrals if you put it into business context yeah. right um referrals from other but maybe you're receiving maybe it's you're receiving money maybe you're receiving compliments maybe you're receiving um you know contracts in a different way i don't know any of these things right but so if you're able to receive that and they're, they're not they're not directly tied then, then to me, that's sort of like, okay, there's not that, that element there. But like you say, if it's sort of either not able to receive at all, mm -hmm. which I think is quite common, yeah, um, or not able to receive without feeling you have to give equal or more back. Yes. Which I think is also that a lot of that is related to social conditioning yeah. and also to the ancestral patterns around which are related to social conditioning, but are modeled to us by our parents, our grandparents, great-grandparents, etc. growing out of social conditioning in that yeah. respect. The other big one is asking for help. Right. So that's another place of receiving, right? Is asking mm -hmm. for help. Can you ask for help and can you receive help? Yeah. And somebody, you know, and this is a big one for moms. Definitely. Um, I was a really hard one for me when I was a when I, I was gonna say when I was a mom I told you I have a foggy brain today <laughs> I was trying to say when my children were little um I don't uh you know uh, there was a phase where I really like I was really struggling and I needed to to ask for help and it was really hard and it was really hard to receive it I remember there was a time that my mom actually postponed a trip because I was struggling my husband was out of town and oh my gosh like 
the shame and the guilt that I felt about that. And it was Mm -hmm. unfortunate. Like I was just at a place where I had to receive the help and thank goodness I was, you know, she was there and I was able to, and she was able to, but you know, that one that stung. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think we've kind of covered a lot of the lot in this topic, but really basically around the intentions and the gestures piece uh, related to receiving. So if you are one of those people who is sort of getting used to the idea and the feeling of receiving without having to give back in return, then we definitely um, would love to hear from you. And we'd love to hear from you regardless, whether you struggle with this, whether some part of it really spoke to you on some level. And if you've also overcome some aspects of getting comfortable with receiving, that'd be so interesting to know some of your stories. Yeah, it's a really big topic and we've only really scratched the surface of it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. It's interesting to kind of keep that conversation going. Definitely. Um, All right. It's a sunny Sunday afternoon here. So let's uh, Yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Beautiful weather. You enjoy the rest of your week, wherever and however you have discovered us. Thank you so much for being with us today and having us in your consciousness. And until next time, we will see you soon. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you love this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.